Welcome back to What the Fumble. David here. So, I'm going to be honest. I thought Martyr Bay would have been remotely safe with all these people around, living seemingly typical lives, and we might have a chance to catch our breath. But Justin definitely does a good job at hammering home that literally nowhere is safe. We're on the run like a bunch of fugitives, and I feel like we couldn't be more on edge. But thankfully, Lustra and co. have found some semblance of normalcy in the flophouse and attempting to shop. Actually, our first time. At least, in an inconspicuous way. Even had that chance run in with a familiar face. Lustra's dad, of all people. But instead of awkward small talk, it's kind of a life-or-death chit-chat, like a spy being caught on reconnaissance as we're clearly being followed because everyone's out to get us. You know, usual domain of dread shopping trip stuff. So, let's see what this shopping list comprises of in episode 35. Dragonborn Identities. Another one of the mid-battle closers. Yeah. So I, say it's, I, I swear I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> it's just how it works out half the time. But I am excited to finish that one off. David, I might need you to have your ye old Shakespearean insults ready. Because uh, <laughs> Clophole's the only one I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, have that at the ready. Because immediately a wiggle brick has a potty mouth. Let me warn you right now. <laughs> Absolute potty mouth. You guys like last week? Lamb and Venari. Man, yeah. big name. Show Lamin. up, murder a lady. <laughs> it's true, right? Just <laughs> show up badass his way through 10 seconds and disappear again. Mm-hmm. Just oh. uh, had that make loose or feel. Maybe even David. What, what's on your mind this week? Uh, I mean, like, David, the player, like, oh, man, backstory things that are taking, you know, front and center. I'm so happy that I get to go into all of that. But Lustra is kind of like, after talking with the gang here about, like, he's hidden so much from me. And if he literally told me anything, this could have been remotely easier. So there is kind of a level of, like, resentment. But knowing that a mistraveler is something that's kind of heavily revered not only in Lustra's mind but also even within the domains of dread it's kind of like he has to show respect for that too so there's kind of like this weird malicious compliance thing he's got going on where it's like i'm gonna do what we say we're gonna have words when the time is right but i'm gonna do whatever you say but there's gonna be a time <laughs> it's unfortunate you didn't have much time to to discuss in the middle of the street and that brief moment that he came and told you to get the hell off the streets but yeah i can't wait to get to that i'm sure lustra's got a lot of questions a lot of questions but we're that closer to finally getting some of them answered it sounds like mm -hmm. we're getting there but unfortunately zastan the great <laughs> rockless are trying to stop you you're pretty confident Amelia Wigglebrick is on your side in this fight, but she is swinging that little broom of hers violently, <laughs> violently. 
she just ended her turn, I think. And you know what? Since you've got it handy, she's just going to free action 642, David. Free action. Uh, you saucy hedge born boar pig. Boar pig. <laughs> boar <laughs> last pig. words. Did you hear me, you saucy hedge born boar pig? <laughs> We're gonna make use of that table. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> run that table to the ground is what we're gonna do love it while we're having a good time though we forgot to roll to see if looster loves my bad guys at the start of combat so i think before we go any further we have to take care of that buddy oh man yeah we got to actually roll for love uh let's see if we can like, compare longbows with that guy on the roof and give me the d100 all right and got a 58 well, that sucks. <laughs> Let's get right back into this, though. You guys are still surrounded. Spells are being fired. Arrows are being shot. Halflings are being potty-mouthed. And I think where we ended, it should be Tess's turn, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. It's me. There's now twice as many targets, so he's twice as easy to hit. Uh, I don't like when you guys have a whole week to think about <laughs> what you're going to do. I don't like this. I feel like I'm about to get stomped. But what would Des like to do? Me and my eight hit points are going to remain engaged with this uh, with this guy. And he's going to do like a super wide swing just to like go through one of those images and... like. Or go through one of him and hit the other, and just try to decapitate. Take a take a leaf out of Merlin's book. Oh yeah! Come on, don't roll like shit. Uh, that is twenty-two to hit. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to roll again. If you remember, the last thing this jerk did was give himself mage armor and then make a second version of himself show up. So Fuck. roll a second time to see if you... What it comes down to mechanically is you have disadvantage against attacks against him. Boo! I'm not sure which one to hit. Oh, uh, now it's a real Merlin turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does Merlin's double vision cancel it out? Or I mean, there, I mean there's four. All right, Merlin, switch spots. The key is to just close one eye. That's yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's a 24. Hey, so we'll go with the other one. It was what, 22? 22, yeah. A hit either way. Let's do some damage to my wizard. Heckin' right. You think your fancy spells can defeat me? I am superior to all magic. Sorry, Lenara. Uh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> and speaking of ouch, that's 11 magical slashing. 11 points of magical sli uh, slashing. That's uh, ouchy indeed. As a matter of fact, he says, Ouchie! <laughs> That's right! <laughs> <laughs> you clot-licking, way-faced bum, Bailey! Whoa. Whoa. She blushes a little bit. Right? <laughs> that said, though, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Kick him in the side of the kneecap. Uh, so, 17 to hit. Oh, no. Oh, disadvantage, sorry. Uh, I rolled a 13 and a 15. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay. Guys, I haven't missed yet. Don't I've cursed myself. Yep. Uh, but that's max damage. Uh, seven. 
What? Yeah. Seven more points of damage. Guys, I'm having a competent fight. I didn't just fall down and stun myself first thing. <laughs> you should just quit while you're ahead. Uh, Disengage. Yeah. Run. Yep. I'm going to take this and this is all I got. Gonna go eat carrots. That's all you got? That's all I got. Oh. Uh, uh, is he... Mm, no, I have to decide if I'm going to pump him full of negative energy before I roll damage. Next time. Zastan the Great lives on. <laughs> you cannot defeat Zastan the Great. Who do you think you are, an immortal demon snake? Slash. Slash <laughs> a little bit of a... That's a Patreon reference that most people won't get. Sign up to Patreon, folks, and understand that reference. Yay. Slash, what do you want to do? Slash is going to go ahead and move so that he's within 30 feet of both targets. Okay. Um, and he is going to look towards Zastan the Great, or whatever he is, sort of squint at him and say, if there were more gaps in your teeth, it looks like your tongue is behind a jail. And then he looks up to um, uh, wow. to Rockless, and he says, you know, it's a good thing that a mirror can't laugh. And he's going to go ahead and cast <laughs> Bane. Oh, no. Both of them. <laughs> Damn it. So that is a charisma saving throw, DC 13. Oh, no. All right, I'm starting with Zastan the Great. Your bane will not work against me. <laughs> I'm too great and powerful. He gets an 11. <laughs> Does that mean it works? That means it works. <laughs> Shit. It totally didn't work. You shouldn't. You should just run away now. Mm. Uh, 17 for my archer, though. Okay, so he succeeds. So he is not baned. But Zastan the Great is baned. Yes. What else can uh, Slash do? Um, they'd, I... they'd retort, but Zastan the Great is now like he's he's brought his hand up and he's like touching his own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he seems very self conscious and he's like measuring the gaps between his teeth with his fingers. They've got him a little off guard. Yeah. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um. Uh, Slash uh, doesn't do anything. He's just gonna continue holding concentration on Bane. Um. Uh, and cheer Merlin on. Go on, Merlin. Acquire yourself a, a fine trophy from him. Merlin Carlisle, who climbed to the top of the roof last week. You've closed the gap with my archer, which honestly was probably a very good plan. Because I'm not going to lie, this guy can pump damage out if you just let him do his thing. But Merlin, what would you like to do up there on this roof? Oh yeah, well I mean if you like the plan so far, just just you wait until <laughs> what I got what I got coming up next. Uh I've calculated in my brain that uh the sloped roof is not great for sword fighting. It's not. It's not no. My gravity's imbalance is not that great. I'm probably gonna fall off. So the next best the best next best thing to do is to grapple this guy and toss him off. You want to shove him off the roof? I do. Oh, yeah. Superplex! Oh, Oh, my God. This is like a wrestling match now. It is. My name is Merlin Carlisle, and this is Jackass. (laughs) (laughs) Push him off the roof. That's uh, great. So mechanically, this is going to work the same way as a grapple. So I just need you to roll athletics, and he's going to contest it. Oh, no. I rolled a two, which makes it a five total. Five total. It could still happen. Roll low. could still happen. 
Are you serious? <laughs> I rolled. He has a modifier, but I rolled a one on the dice, <gasps> which brings it to a five. So I think. But I it's th- a fumble anyway. Like not for skills. It's not, oh, for, not skills, for skills. So I think you guys are just like deadlocked. I don't think it works. I okay. also rolled a five. Is it like meeting AC? Where if you yeah, meet it's like AC? everything else. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. meeting AC. So it's unfortunately rolled exactly what he needed. Um, I don't think I can let him get away with a stalemate here. We're going to use an action surge, I think, and oh, do it again. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Commit, commit. That was just a setup. Like, yeah. Do you have inspiration uh, from anything? I do have an inspiration. Maybe I should have used that, but oh well. we'll <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the third try. Yeah, on the third try. Because we spent all week thinking about, <laughs> thinking about doing this, and damn it, this is what's happening. I wanted it to happen so badly. He was calculating slope and whatnot. That plus two int really did him some favors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The flying elbow drop afterwards. Oh, with a three twelve pitch, I realized that I can't. <laughs> Come on. All right, here we go. Action surge. Do it again. Oh, 10 on the die makes it a 13 total. Okay. Okay. Got an 11. (gasps) Got an 11. Nice. You push him right off the edge of the roof. He, you kind of shove him the first time. It doesn't work. And he just kind of chuckles. I'm stronger. (laughs) And then you do it again, and he goes flying. He's going to take... You want to roll 2d6 for me? That's, sure. That's the damage he's going to take. Give me take. the math one. I can... <laughs> yeah. Can you do the math? Oh, we got... Colin ordered some fancy d6s that do the math for, for <laughs> Sovion. <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> it's a four total. Okay. <laughs> Teacher, is it... Am I good? I thought it was a plus. It was okay. a divided sign. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he takes four points of falling damage as my archer hits the streets, lands prone. You hear something pop, and he curses loudly. Oh, <laughs> you wayface. <gasps> How dare you? I swear to God, if he says the B word. <laughs> <laughs> Bum Bailey. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> what else can Merlin Carlisle do? You want to jump off the roof after him? <laughs> Hit him with a shooting star press. If I was still at 11 intelligence, I would have done that, but nope, not these days. We're going to... Swanton die. We're going to make our way down, though. Yeah. We're going to climb moving down. down. All yeah. right, fair enough. Fair enough. It's a very easy check to pass <laughs> this climbing check. Very easy athletics check to climb down the roof. This can't be that hard. So easy. I mean, you climbed up so easily. It's a two on the die. Okay. Makes it a five. Makes it a five. Number you needed, sir. Number you needed. Holy shit. Close calls. I said it's a really easy check. You did. Failable, though. It is failable. (laughs) Got close. You do pass, though, with a five. That is literally the number you needed, so you get to the bottom, uh, back down to the streets... And that is going to bring us to Lustra Venari. Oh, man. Um, I'm kind of angry that I missed my arrow shot, but now that that archer is now down on the ground, I'm going to drop my longbow, hollow, and start dashing towards him, haul out my cudgel, have it swirl with that force energy and charge it up with that. Hell yeah. Play the warrior and Ooh. come down with an overarching strike. And he should be prone, so advantage. He certainly is. Oh, man. Oh, Crit boy. Crit that shit. Crit that shit. 
Uh, that's going to be... Uh, Cripes, it's been a while since I've used this. It's going to be a 16 to hit. Oh, that is a miss. What? Wow. That is... Oh, I'm sorry. It's a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. Whoops. (laughs) The look on the entire table's face. What? Oh, no. Quick, get him back on the roof. He needs to keep pushing him off. I had the wrong thing. I was looking at the wrong thing. It is a hit, but you know what? It's just barely a hit. The half-elf, now prone on the ground, you're right up next to him. He's wearing a very nice set of studded leather armor. Uh, So 16 isn't that impressed. It wasn't wasn't overkill. Okay. Well, let's roll that damage. And as I arc down and I hit hit him with the cudgel, the cudgel hits, and then almost like a force shadow of it comes down, bangs again for a total of four. Oh no, I gotta add my strength mod. Five, six, six force damage. Six force damage total. Six force damage total. Okay. Yeah, that's more than falling off a building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gonna stand over him and lord over him. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is an awesome image. You just kind of sling your bow across your back, grab the cudgel, and charge right in. I have daddy issues now! <laughs> Unfortunately, that's going to bring it to the archer, who's now going to get to his feet, and he's going to finish pulling the short sword from its scabbard and he's going to take a swing at you Lustra since you're right up next to him mm-hmm. and he's going to 19 to hit yeah, that'll hit. Pretty, pretty solid little swing and that's going to do 6 points of piercing damage from the short sword it's all kind of one fluid movement he kind of jabs at you as he's hauling himself up to his feet and He's kind of looking at Zastan the Great. He's like, oh, what do we do? And Zastan's like, shut up and kill them. Except the old one. <laughs> <laughs> but you can kind of tell that my archer isn't as confident in this battle as he was in the beginning. He's now on the streets. You guys are very close to just surrounding him. Archer not in a good mood right now. Not in a good place. But that's going to bring it to Lenara Faradane. Oh, she is going to... Seeing the archer on the ground now, realizing that disadvantage probably isn't a good thing, she's going to go around the other side of the archer, so now he is uh, boxed in, and uh, try and give him a little zap with shocking grasp. Ooh, that's very nice, very a nice. 19 to hit. 19... Uh, you didn't roll advantage, did you? No, just regular. Yeah. I actually looked it up before, and because I, I wasn't sure if studded would uh, count as metal, but apparently it doesn't. Oh, also good. Uh, that's six uh, lightning damage. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Uh, she'll pull out a dagger just in case he runs, and she's just going to take leave a five-foot gap in between her and this fella, but try and take up as much as the alley, just so she'll... He'll hopefully swing at Lustra. No offense, I can heal you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, end my turn. That's going to bring it back to Dr. Rudolf Van Richten, then, who, if you remember, had run up to Zastan the Great, had pulled the sword out of his sword cane, and was doing his darndest to swing at this guy. 
now he has more armor and disadvantage to hit, I'm feeling good about his chances. <laughs> right? Come on, Van Richten. Really, it's just a matter of, like, does Van Richten fumble and screw this all up or not? <laughs> that's what. That's the question at hand, really. Will he stab me? Unfortunately, when it's all said and done, Van Richten gets a nine with his sword cane attack. Not quite going to do it. That's going to bring it back to the top of the turn order. Back to Zastan the Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, you got through to him on uh, on uh, your attacks, right, Tess? Yes. So let's see. I might have screwed that up. I don't think it makes a massive difference, but that as soon as you did a little damage to him, then the second image went away. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to roll to see if he can do it again, see if it can show back up. And it can. So well, that's great shit. news. That's great news. Uh, so it goes away for a moment, uh, but then recharges as his bonus action. He's going to project a second image of himself just a few inches away from where his actual location is, giving you guys disadvantage to attacks against him. And then he's going to follow that up with a few attacks. Great. He is going to wave his arms in the air. And even though you're right up next to him, he kind of, he creates a bone saw in his hand that looks just like yours. Hey, what the shit, man? Swings it, like, directly towards your head like he's going to try to decapitate you. Cut head? (laughs) (laughs) He gets a 22 to hit. I suppose even with a minus D4, that doesn't matter. Oh, good point. Minus D4, maybe. Well, no, your AC is 16, right? So it's not going to matter. Uh, so that one's going to be a hit, unfortunately. That's a nice little bit of damage right there. That's going to do 18 points of psychic damage. Holy shit. Yeah, and that is going to... Like, Tess is just... She might not get wounded physically, but she just, like, her nose just gushes blood and her eyes roll back and she is unconscious. She is down. He turns his attention to those of you hovering over his archer buddy. And he's going to cast that spell yet again. He gets to do it twice. What a jerk. This time he's casting towards Lucifer Venari, just hovering above his archer friend. 17 to hit Lucifer. Minus a d4. Oh, good call. This one might matter. This one might matter. 13 to oh, hit Lustra. Oh, it's a miss. Thank you, Bane. Oh, my second spell goes wide. That brings it to this little halfling about 80 feet away from you guys. She has a broom in her hand, an apron full of everything you can imagine. So many weird things poking out of those apron pockets, but she is still barreling down this street. <laughs> barreling down this street she runs up as far as she can closes as much distance as possible let me just check the range on this spell of hers oh yeah she's got the range fully heal half elf (laughs) she's got the range she closes as much distance as she can she noticed while she was running, you know, you guys are all clearly on Van Richten's team. Tess is, was literally fighting, like, side by side with him there. Yeah. And again, she's like, get away from Dr. Van Richten! And she waves her tiny little hands in the air, and she's going to cast a healing word 
towards Tess. Oh. Four points of healing to Tess. That sounds a whole, like, not unconscious to me. So, it sure uh, does. <laughs> Get up! He needs help! <laughs> oh, right. We're fighting things. Uh, but now it's actually your turn, Tess, and you just got healed for four points. What would you like to do? I would like to, like, kip up, do that, like, wrestler thing where I, like, bring my bring my legs back and just, like, jump to my feet. Uh, and then just look at this guy and, like, you're becoming really troublesome. But I can be troublesome, too. And I will just, like come down with the bone saw right at his head. Like, try to try to lobotomize this fool. Come on, don't roll low. Uh, with disadvantage, that is 21. Wow, you're rolling hot. 18 and 15. Just, I just have no hit points. It's fine. 100%, that's a hit. Hell yeah. Uh, that is 12 damage. 12 points of damage. You swing that bone saw, connect cleanly with his neck, and not quite a decapitation. Say you make it like three quarters of the way through the neck before this body falls to the ground. The yellow robes quickly soaked in crimson blood, and Zastan the Great is dead. Yeah, boy! Tess is going to, like, continue sawing for a little bit of time <laughs> and then just be like, huh, Oh, right. I smell what the Rockless is cooking! And she turns around. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, I don't smell what he isn't cooking. There we go. Um, and she is going to fly over to this guy uh, with, like, a fly... Just, like, a running drop kick. And flurry of blows. Okay. Shit. Uh, that's a nine to hit. That is a miss. Wow, what a surprise. And Looster, how you feeling? I'm doing all right. Okay, cool. Then, yeah, I'm going to fall to the ground, get back up. Oh, wait, I used half my movement. Do I have enough movement to get there? Oh, that's right. Are you at 50 yet? I have 45. Then no. No, so never mind. I'm sorry. Then, in that case, I'll just run towards him and just, like, try to position myself corresponding to Lenara so he has even fewer routes of escape. All right, try to block off this Rockless's path. Slash, that's going to bring it back to you. Slash is going to go up walk up and he's gonna do the old slash special once again sort of you know rolling up the cuffs of his shirt and doing the old pocket sand pocket uh, sand <laughs> for, for um uh, poison spray that's a constitution saving throw you going with the Tom Cruise entrance again yeah 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 <laughs> slither 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 uh where's my d20 uh it's gonna be this one this one's gonna get me out of this eight that means he gets to get poisoned. Come on, come on. Uh, for seven Man, points of poison. Such a juicy attack when it goes through. That D12, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. This Rockless, though, this half-elf archer, still looks pretty healthy. 
Uh, definitely looks like he could still run away if he wanted to. Anything else Slash can do here? Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, no, I think that's going to be it for dear old Slash for now. In that case, we're back to Lustra Venari. What about Merlin? In that case, we're back to Merlin <laughs> Carlisle. Merlin Pro Wrestler Carlisle. What? Oh man, now I wish I would have said to Merlin, do a flip and come back to this Don't you worry. We're about to. You know, I'm not even going to do that joke. I was, I was going to say we're going to turn rockless to cockless, but I don't know. <laughs> I just, I didn't like it as I was saying it. I <laughs> all, all of us laughed, except Justin just gave a smile and a disapproving shake of the head. <laughs> Deserved. Uh, all right. Well, this guy's up on his feet now. He's wielding a short sword, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, nothing left to do but to, to bust out ye old faithful two-handed longsword and bring it down on this guy. Hell yeah. Let's do this thing. Classic Merlin. About to finish it off. Uh, eight on the die makes that uh, 13 to hit. No, it doesn't. It makes it an 11 to hit. Unfortunately, that is not going to be a hit against the studded uh, leather armor. Yikes, if I only had an action surge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was worth it, man. Yeah, it that definitely was. was. Absolutely 100%. was. All right, well, that's that's all I got for now. I think I'm going to hold, hold my position. And uh, maybe we'll use a superiority die next turn. Okay. Yeah. I like it. That's going to bring it to Lustravenari. And this dude's life. Oh, well, to no one's surprise, that that clear shimmer, familiar shimmer comes across my club. And I'm just going to come and golf swing and hit him in the liver. (laughs) In the liver? Okay. (laughs) Tenderize him. That's a 17 on the die, so that's going to be a hit. It certainly is. And here comes that 2d8. Uh, that's going to be... Crap, why can I never remember damage? It's going to be 12 force damage. Oh, man. Yep. That's some damage. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I'm I'm just going to scream at him, fucking die. (laughs) Fucking die. It is now his turn. He's going to give this... One more good old college try before he tries to get himself the fuck out of here, I think. He sees Zastan the Great fall to the ground, a bloody corpse, and he seems pretty angry about it. He's like, oh, guy, that was my paycheck, you idiots. (laughs) And he's going to try to take a swing at Lustra. Fuck, that's five... So that's going to be a miss. Uh, let's see. Oh, you guys were pretty cheeky with your placement. I don't think he can run without... Uh, fuck it, he's going. He's running. Fuck oh! it. Oh! <laughs> that means Merlin, Lustra, and Lenara, you can all take attacks because he's going south. Fuck it. Hell yeah. This is what he would do. Oof. That's an 11 from Lustra. Miss. 10 from Merlin. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Uh, That would be a 20... Hit. One. Still a hit. The old (laughs) stiletto comes out. Boom. Five stabby damage. Five points of stabby damage. He does not hit the ground. Uh, Let's see. He can make it 
Five more feet. So he starts getting out of here. That's going to bring it down to Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. Where do you think you're going? (laughs) And... Oh, Van Richten can't close this gap. No, Dr. Van Richten, I think that wizard is getting back up and he's going to kill us all. Save us! (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. He'll buy it and he starts just shoving his sword cane into the corpse of Zastan the Great. Take that, you! (laughs) My hero! (laughs) (laughs) That's going to bring it to Lenara. Can you close the gap? You're only 10 feet away, so I'm guessing yes. (laughs) I'm going to... uh, We'll start by firing off a uh, ray of frost. See if I hit him first. Okay. Slow him down. Think up some stuff. Oh, good thinking. Good thinking. Oh, yeah. That's 15 on the die. That's 19 for 8 cold damage. Holy shit. Yay. Finally max damage on my cantrips. Eight points of cold damage, plus you slowed down ten feet, is that right? Ten feet, yeah. Oh, that's pretty big, too. At this point, I'm going to shimmy to the other side of the alley, do my whole uh, 30 feet of movement, so I'll be, like, right now 20 feet ahead, but, like, almost just right behind them. And I just look to Tess and just be like, just just end him quick. <laughs> maybe keep him alive, but maybe not. <laughs> and I'll end my turn. It is back on you then, Tess. Can you close the gap? Hmm, yes, you can. I, I wonder. <laughs> can you stop him, though? That's the real question. What do you got, Tess? Let's find out. I have a bone saw. Let's do it. Damn it. That's 12. 12 to hit? Nah, yeah, not going to do it. Uh, Yeah, I think it's worth him not getting away and telling people. Flurry of blows. Probably right here. More chances for ones. But that is a 21 to hit. That'll do it. Um, Those dice are on fire. Right? Uh, and I'll pump in some necrotic damage as well. Just, like, punch him, eh, punch him, run my fingers down to a key point, and tear that out. Five regular bludgeoning and four necrotic. Good lord. So what? A uh, total of nine. Nine more. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's still hanging in there, though. Okay, well, my second flurry is coming. Oh, this guy was a big old bag of health points, but bully circled the, the, those health points are disappearing quick. All right, well, this bully circle is 17 to hit? Yeah, that is enough. Okay, come on, roll high. Seven more. You're almost no! there, but he is still... I mean, he's a bloody mess at this point. He's still limping away, trying to get out of here. Shit. Um, that's all I've got. That's all my key. Slash? Um, Slash is going to move... I don't think he can get within 10 feet of him, can he? 10, 20... How much, do you, don't you have 30 feet of movement? I do, yes. Then yeah, you can. I can? Yep. All right, cool. I'm going to do that and give him the old Slash special. Um, constitution saving throw. But before he does that... He's going to lace some words unsettlingly to him, oh. um, uh, and he's going to go ahead and say, you're worthless on your own. Just do us all a favor and die right here. <laughs> um, and Jeez. he's going to use a bardic inspo, which he will subtract. I think I get a d6. Um, so he gets a minus six on his oh next God. saving throw. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, um, no. uh, so DC 13 con save. 
Minus six. Minus six. Oh, no. <laughs> God, what, what a combo. Holy shit. Hold on, what's my modifier? Oh, boy. Lots of math here. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> I think he fails, guys. I'm not sure. <laughs> he did. Uh, four. Oh, my fucking God. Are you serious? For one point of poison. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Joke's on you. I have high self-esteem. <laughs> I basically farted in his general direction. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Merlin, can you put an end to this guy? It is on you. Save us, Merlin. Yeah, we shall see. I can definitely catch up. I can make yeah, it all the 100%. way there. Yeah. Alright, big ol' swing. 14 on the die makes it a 17 to hit. Ah, uh, just barely scraping by, but that's a hit. Just barely is all I need. 4 plus uh, 3, 7 points of damage. Guess who's still in the fight? No! Is his name Merlin Carlisle? <laughs> <laughs> you said seven? I did. Yep, he's still alive. <laughs> to uh, double check my oh, wow. yep. damn it. Yep, still going. You got anything else? Uh, no. Oh, he might get away. It might still happen. There are not many chances left to stop him. Lustra, can you do it? Well, Lustra's gonna go and close the gap as he's running, charging up that all-familiar force damage. And he's gonna go and swing for the back of the knee and get him to drop to a knee. That's... he can do this. All he's gotta do is avoid this and, like, five opportunity attacks. And this (laughs) dude is golden. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's a 15 to hit. Not gonna do it. Shit. There's that one out of the way. Yep, so that's all that's all I can do. Bonus action to charge it up and attack. So oh, that's all I got. No. This guy's fucking He's got nothing to lose. He is bolting. He's he's gonna keep running. To stand here would be certain death. Running's only a high probability of death. <laughs> <laughs> So off he goes. The three of you in range, with I think is what Tess, Lustra, and Merlin. Mm-hmm. All right, the three of you, feel free. All right, everyone. I get a twelve to hit. I got a seventeen. Oh! I need the fumble table. Oh! <laughs> oh okay, what we're gonna do here is resolve it in order. Tess, what'd you get? Seventeen, baby. Okay. Uh, so you. Swing first. Your first in initiative. Uh, so if you can finish it off, we won't have to do the fumble. If you can, you guys can kill him before we get to David. We won't have to pull the fumble. Apparently, this guy has infinite hit points. So we'll see. Ten. Uh, that is. If you say not enough, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> six points of overkill. Oh, Rockless, oh the half elf drops. Thanks to the initiative order, you avoid the fumble table. You guys are out of combat. Out of combat. But it takes no time for Amelia Wigglebrick, that little halfling, to close the gap. She says, quick, bring them all inside. There's no time. There might be more. <sighs> all right. All right. I'll drag this fellow. Someone help Van Richten with the other. <laughs> I will go help Van Richten with the other. <laughs> She'll like murmur to Merlin. Merlin, I know I was talking a big game, but I cannot carry this guy. Can you help? <laughs> and I'll go yeah, over and help uh, Lenara and Van Richten lift uh, the other one. Yeah, sure. And you guys drag the bodies 
into the house of Amelia Wigglebrick. You walk through the little blue door, see that little carrot garden off to the side. That's where the bodies are buried. Right. (laughs) Wow. Blood carrots. (laughs) You walk into this house. It's a pretty quaint, adorable little home. You see there's a lot of little step stools lined up all over the place. Like there's a little step stool next to the kitchen counter so she can get up there and knead her biscuits or whatever she does. <laughs> at this point, you see, yeah, you you get a better look at the apron, too. And the pockets are just everything you can imagine. There's scissors. There's sprigs of random herbs. There's... A tiny little, like, uh, tiny little miner's pick, like maybe an artisan's, like, jeweler's pick kind of thing. Cool. All kinds of little tools in her pockets. But she is in a panic, really. She's looking at Van Richten and like, Rudolph, it's me. And he just kind of looks at her and he's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and with that, I mean, she becomes very calm. She's like, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? I'm sorry. We, we can't, we aren't able to do anything. He was, he was captured and sent to Dominia. Have you heard of it? Uh, her eyes kind of go wide. She's like, I've heard of it. Not, I don't know a lot about it. That's where you guys were. Yes. And the Lord, the Lord there, he, he destroyed Van Richten's mind. He was commissioned by someone to do it. I don't... That's all we know. Um, do you know anyone with the initials BM or MR? She kind of thinks, no. Uh, and she rush, rushes off into her kitchen, so she, like gets water on the stove and starts to make some tea. Like points to a bedroom. It's like, if, you need, if any of you need to rest, you're welcome here as... Long as you need. She kind of sees uh, Lustra, and her eyes go wide. She's like, you look a lot like who I'm guessing must be your dad. You would be correct. Hi, I'm Lustra. She raises her tiny little hand very high up in the air, kind of stands up on her tippy toes to shake your hand. Oh. My name is Amelia Wigglebrick. Oh. <laughs> I, I definitely her. lean down and give a hearty hand. We need to protect her at all costs. <laughs> Honestly, she's protected us at all costs so far. <laughs> yeah. She looks uh, around at all of you. So, did anyone get hurt? I can't do a lot, but I can heal if you need. Slash, you know, sort of, you know, begrudgingly nods. I am, I am injured. I do require healing. Unfortunately, she isn't the best healer, but she'll toss you a healing word. She still has some of those going. Uh, so she gives you five points of healing. Hey, I will take it. She can spare one for Merlin. That'd be nice, too. That that orc way earlier was uh, did, did quite a bit. She can. Yeah. Yeah. She certainly can. You get six points of healing. And I guess on this little heal train, Tess is like... I mean, you already helped me before, but I'm pretty sure my brain is still bleeding. <laughs> of course, you don't even have to ask. And she, five points to you as well. Thank you. She looks uh, back at Van Richten, though. There's, I think there's something wrong with him. I, a long time ago, he taught me a few tricks, but they're really expensive. 
I need diamond dust if, to help anymore. She looks kind of hopefully at all of you. Do you have any? I only have 60 goals worth myself. I think. And she starts rummaging through pockets. <laughs> Are you able to make dust from a diamond? So I guess with enough time we could beat one. Uh, Lenara will slip the glove off her hand and uh, give her the ring that she uses for chromatic orb, which is a 50 gold diamond. Oh, okay. Oh, it's like your starting gold diamond? That, that was my starting gold diamond. And she goes, if you can use this to cast Greater Restoration on Van Richten, it will be worth absolutely everything. Uh, she nods excitedly. She's saying, it'll take some time to get it down into dust, but of course, I'll get to work right away. And she goes and finds uh, a mortar and pestle. Actually, it's right there in her apron. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so are, are we safe here? Uh, safe as anywhere. We are in Darkon. Yes. But of course, I, if I'd never let anything happen to Mr. Rudolph. We grew up together. What? Sort of. He used to come visit in Rivalis. When he was really young, his family would come and, you know, buy supplies. And while they were shopping, me and Rudolph would play. Huh. Rivalis? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, is that a street around here, or is that somewhere else in, in Darkon itself? Yeah, it's a little town down south. It's where I'm from. Oh, has the shroud separated you from it? Uh, it's cut off the main road, so it's really hard to get there, but... If you're brave enough, maybe you can go through the mountains. Oh. No one's braving the main road. That's been cut off, including all deliveries of underjack cheese. That's where it comes from, you know. <laughs> main exports, underjack cheese. <laughs> uh, Luster's going to sit down and take a deep breath and relax and look over at Amelia, who's now basically at head level. <laughs> so... We came here because, obviously, you know my father. How did you meet him? Like, how long have you known him? I mean, he didn't tell me anything about you, so I'm just wondering. So, Lamin, I've only met him, well, twice now, I guess, but I met him a long time ago, and then I saw him again a few days ago. Was he with Van Richten at the time? Mm-hmm. Well, the long time ago, yeah. Not a few days ago. But you know that because you were with them. <laughs> so, so how long ago are we talking? Like, are we talking like a year, two years? Oh, no, it was a long... She starts counting her fingers. 20? 25 years? It was a long time ago. I was pretty surprised to see him a few days ago. So, yeah. Um, so, you, you met him about 25 years ago. And what was, like... Oh, man, I'm... This is a lot to take in. And what what exactly did you help them with? Did you help them with anything or? Not really. They need a little healing and a place to stay. That's all. Was there anyone else with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were four of them. There was Lamin. There was Rudolph. It was a long time ago. There was a lady and a man, but I forget their names. I'm very sorry. It's all right. Time is difficult to manage. It's difficult to remember everything. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot. Thank you for telling me. Of um, course. She runs over to the kitchen where, like, the kettle's ready. Tea? 
How about under Jack Cheese? I've been saving a wheel. Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, a local delicacy. She cuts a, a little bit of under Jack Cheese. If you taste it, it's pretty good cheese. It's uh, a little bit harder than a cheddar, but just as mild and smooth. It's very good cheese. Oh, we're at, cheese at least point. a 9 out of 10 on the cheese scale. Oh. <laughs> wow. Dang. This is very close to being the best cheese that I could ever eat. This is delicious. Thank you. You're welcome. Could sure use some wine to pair with it, though. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've never been much of a drinker. I like to keep my head clear. But I save a bottle just in case I have guests. And sure enough, she's got a bottle of wine that she cracks open, pours everybody a glass. Merlin goes to pass them all out. It's like, oh, I'll pass them out. Doesn't. Salash <laughs> <laughs> looks quizzically at, at, at Amelia. How did you know that we meant good? I don't understand. You were protecting Van Richten. Maybe you are bad. But still, you were helping him. I took a chance, I guess. Was I wrong? Shalash shakes his head. No, no, I was just curious as to why you would endanger yourself so. It is clearly not a safe place, these streets of Martira Bay. It's not simple to just stick your neck out like that, so I... I, and he sort of, you know, his face scrunches up a bit. I appreciate that. She kind of shrugs. You gotta call someplace home. And like I said, Dr. Van Richten is an old friend. I knew him before he was a doctor. And then when he did turn into a doctor, there was one time that I had a really hurt knee and he helped me. And he delivered my nephew, Tomlin. He's a close family friend. Oh. Delivered him where? In Rivulus. <laughs> oh, that's where he was going to. Okay. Merlin doesn't know where babies come from. <laughs> what do you mean deliver? What do you mean? Lenara will give Merlin her wine and then start explaining the birds and the bees to Merlin. <laughs> when a mommy loves a daddy. Van Richten shows up? What is <laughs> Van Richten's the Stark. <laughs> Came out wearing Van Richten's glasses. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> Do you require a child? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so oh. it seems like we're safe for now. Um, safe as you can be. So, I mean, we've kind of have had quite the trip getting here. We've just spent a night here. And uh, Lucius just going to think back and focus. Has the alarm spell gone off since we had left? An excellent question. I'd say at this point we're, uh, you know, I spent most of the day traveling. So far, so good. So far, mm -hmm. no. And I'd say it's right around dinner time right now. Okay. So no one's, no one's entered Yawning Eddie so far from what I can feel. Uh, point is, we haven't been here very long. We're still trying to get a lay of the land. We have a map, but we, we kind of don't know a lot about our surroundings. I was wondering if you can maybe fill us in. Like, how long have you been here in uh, Martira Bay? Oh, most of my adult life, I moved away from Rivulus because I just wasn't really into making cheese. I'm more of a cheese eater. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's very fair. Everyone needs a purpose. I'm glad you found yours. Mm, now I make my living here. Yeah, do a little bit of healing. Keep to myself. Okay, I see. Uh, so in your time here, I suppose, like, is there any... 
I mean, all of the streets are bad, I guess. Um, like what, what do we, what do we need? Like diamond dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. We do. Do you know of any place that we could go? Uh, you might be able to find a little bit in the merchant section. Uh, or who knows? Maybe there's other work out there in the city. Use wealth. There used to be down south. Uh, it actually used to be the same path you take to get to Rivulus. There's a diamond mine down there called the Bottleborn Mining Company. Mm. Oh. Used to be lots of diamonds come from there, but this shroud thing's moved in and shipments have been cut off, so it might be hard to find in the merchant section. I I don't know. I wish I had enough right now, though. And she says this as she's, like, grinding the one that, you yeah, is going to take, like, takes a while to grind a diamond into dust, but she's she's doing what she can with her little jeweler pick. Um, uh, <laughs> Slash, again, sort of, you know, looks at her and, and asks... Who were those those people that were attacking Van Richten and ourselves? Who do you know who they are, who they work for, where to look out for them, or should we assume everyone is Yes, actually have the bodies yeah. in here with yeah. you now. We should probably roll uh, those bodies, huh? Yeah. Uh you I guess loot wise, you know, they're the longbow. Mm-hmm. Uh studded leather armor. Slash will definitely take that studded leather armor. How many arrows did he have? Uh <laughs> Full quiver minus, however, he took two shots, I think, before you guys were able to close the gap. So full quiver minus two. Nice. Okay, because I had three arrows left. Oh, Damn. Yeah. Back to full. Well, there you go. You get yourself, yeah, some arrows. Uh, but you look over the bodies, you actually don't find that same tattoo on these two bodies. Uh, and she shrugs. She says, I don't know. Cargatane, maybe? Cargat? Mm. Said something about the reward. He was going to collect the reward. You don't think that they're just mercenaries as well? She gets kind of like this sad look in her face and shakes her head no. Looks at Van Richt and I've heard that he's... There's a lot of people looking for Rudolph. I don't know. Maybe his death is promised to somebody else. I don't know. This place is scary. But if it's something bad, it always has something to do with that stupid black tower. Everybody knows we're not supposed to talk about it, but everybody knows that's where the Cargat makes their headquarters. No one says it. No one will tell you, but it is. We appreciate your bluntness. I hear the first story of the tower actually tries to sell itself as a clinic, but it's not. (laughs) If you go in there to get healed, you you never come back out. No one goes in there and comes back out. That's where they take you when they want to question you. Everybody knows. So you saw Lamin a few days ago. Yeah, he stopped by four days ago, and he's been leaving every day since. Said he was going to go out looking for Rudolph. He's been watching the docks, the merchant district. He's been out there almost 24 hours a day since he arrived. Comes back for a few hours of sleep, heads right back out. Um, When he was out looking, or when you first stumbled upon him, did he have a, a human woman with him, by chance? No, I'm afraid not. Did he say how he got here, or... Or anything like that? Like, maybe why he's here, by chance? 
Almost as if uh, right on cue, there's a knock on the door, and Lamb Venari walks in. Just ask him yourself. <laughs> First person he goes to is Rudolf Van Richten. He looks deep at him, and you see concern growing his face. He knows Van Richten fairly well, and it's pretty obvious there's something wrong with him. But it doesn't take long at all for him to walk over to his son and kind of put his hand on your shoulder, Lustra, and says, I am sure you have many questions. I will answer all of them. But first, he, kind of, maybe even against your will, pulls you in for a hug. There, there's, there's a moment of resistance, but he gets it. It's like, this is who I'm here to find, or at least half of the people I'm here to find. And there's a moment of resistance, and then he just it brings it in kind of thing. Yeah. Come on, you're Lustra. You love your dad. <laughs> I do. No role needed. <laughs> no role needed. I do love my dad. He gives you a knowing nod, Lustra. Zrina is safe. She is not here. I took her to a safer place. Domain called Mordent. Van Richten has an alchemy shop there. She is safe with friends. Almost like writing down notes. <laughs> but he looks around in the room. But there will be much time to answer the many questions I am sure you have. The most pressing one I have right now is, why hide that you're a mist traveler? Like, wouldn't that, like, nobody back home would think of you less. You would, you would be revered for that. And if I knew even a hair of any of that, then I'd be better prepared for this in the event that it would happen. Like, why hold on? That's that's the biggest thing right now. I know we can't get into it, but that's kind of why I'm pissed off is the fact that we were thrown into this. You hold on to this. There's no reason for you to hold on to it. What have you learned of this place so far, my son? That everything is out to get you, that it's absolutely, that it lives up to its name, Domain of Dread, and it's absolutely dreadful. And something that needs to stay away from, you know, the material plane, that it needs to stay where it needs to stay. Do you remember when you were still young, there was a fire elemental broke through to a nearby farm? Do you remember how our tribe acted? They fought with each other to see who would get there first. We are Clan Osium. It is our duty to protect the plains and to ensure that creatures like that do not go where they do not belong. But do you remember how they acted when they found out that that fire elemental was there? It became a race to see who would get there first, whose bragging rights they would be. What honor would there have been in my telling the tribe of this place, what would they have done? They would have risen up, they would have come here, and they would have died. Many of them would not even have had a chance. What honor would there have been in me telling that to our clan and sending all of them to certain death? Is there anything I could have taught you that would have changed what has happened since you have been here? 
nothing. I taught you how to wield a bow, how to swing a cudgel. What else could I have done? What would knowing of this place, how would that have benefited you or the clan? Well, I feel like not knowing and ignorance is not is kind of weakness, isn't it? Like knowing, at least knowing what it is, is important. I mean, because if obviously what you had done was enough to keep whatever domains of dread at bay and kept things in check, but, you know, that doesn't happen forever. And if we can identify it, that makes it easier for others to follow through to deal with it appropriately. Perhaps you are right. Perhaps I did not make the right choice, but I made the choice I did. But I will not discuss these matters further in front of strangers. Tell me, who do you travel with? And kind of walks to start with Lenara. So who is this one? That's Lenara. I mean, very adept arcane caster. And much like you'll hear the same thing with all of these guys, all of these people have saved my life multiple times. I've had a lot of fights with them. I wouldn't be standing in front of you today if I didn't have the help of all of these people here. We were in an asylum. We had we were trapped, and it was a collective effort to get out. We were on a boat. It sank, and we got sent here, and and we we fought skeletons and wolves, and you know, it's it's immeasurable the help that all of these people have brought. And Lenara in her in her intelligence and in arcane ability, Salash, and his very very utilitarian elements of speaking and in noticing his surroundings merlin with his he's actually probably the best here with a sword ultimately while his stance is unorthodox we'll call it it's certainly well done and tess's absolute insight and actual love for everyone just like concern is something that kept us all together like so all all of these people here have something that has shown utility, purpose, and has only made me stronger just by knowing these people. At this, the mention of Tess's name, uh, you know, looks at Tess. What is your full name? Uh, Tessentius Thalandril. It is an honor to meet you, sir. He, Lamin, lets out. This is something you haven't seen happen too many times in your life, Lustra. But Lamin Venari has himself a pretty good belly laugh when he hears that name. And his concerned look turns into a wide smile. I'm sorry, is my name funny to you, sir? Yes, in a sense. Tell me, is Simon Hyber here and Dark on as well, then? Hi. Um... Tess goes quiet for a minute. He smiles and, and chuckles again. I knew Simon quite well. Few others in the world I would rather have by my side in a fight. For many years we traveled together in the mists, Simon and I, Van Richten. Night after night, around our campfires, he spoke of you. Of this beautiful elven girl, perfect in every way, he said, <laughs> that would no doubt keep waiting for him for decades. But Simon 
made it no secret he had been trapped in the mists for a long time, and though none of us would ever dare say it to his face, we all doubted your existence. I have long thought to Santius Thalandril was but a dream, keeping an old man's sanity together. He kind of laughs again. Knowing you are real has brought me great joy, even in this dark place. And he puts a hand on your shoulder. But these stories, perhaps we will tell around our own campfire. Um, as, as he's putting his hand on her shoulder, Tess is shaking a little bit, and as he's turning away, she just hugs him incredibly hard. Aww. He pats you on the back, pulls you in close, gives you a bit of a there there, and then he looks towards Merlin. His eyes linger for a long time on Merlin Carlisle. I take a, I take a big gulp, like I'm at the doctor's office and about to get checked out (laughs) (laughs) your features remind me of someone he looks to lustra do you truly trust all these people my son absolutely i would consider them all venari as far as i'm concerned he holds back a guffaw maybe and he's kind of gives you a strange look concerned maybe that you were so quick to name people Venari, uh, but he takes his son's word for it. There is much that must be talked about. No doubt you have many questions, all of you, and I will answer everyone I can. But already I see connections between many of you. It turns back to Merlin. What is your last name? Uh, mine is... Carlisle, of course. Smiles. Of course it is. Well, like, I found out I have a another name as well. Oh. Not too long ago. You should be more careful who you tell such things to, Merlin Carlisle. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but as Amelia Wigglebrick kind of brings some warm, hot tea over to everybody, please sit. I already see connections, and I will not hide secrets from my son in this place. For here knowledge is power, and so I will give you every bit of it that I can. And he tells you guys a little story. A little story time, guys. You all see the same mists that you so recently traveled through. He paints a scene for you that takes place in that space in between domains. You see this faint light in the mists and they part to reveal Lam and Venari. Marching slowly forward, this light spell casts on his bone club to lead the way. And for whatever reason, he's not wearing that trademark rosary around his dragon horn. He's leading a group of three other people. In the back of the line is Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. He's much younger than the Van Richten that is in the room with you now. He looks much different. This is a Van Richten in his prime, 
His glasses are resting on a much less wrinkled face. And although he's walking with that trademark sword cane of his, you can tell he doesn't really need it. In the middle of the line is Simon Hyber. He has a few less scars on his face than Tess remembers seeing him those last few days in Splitport. His hair is still mostly black, just a few streaks of silver starting to show up. He doesn't walk with a limp like he did in his last few days. And he carries the great sword on his back with ease. This is a Simon from about 20 years ago that Lamin is describing. And then you notice the fourth person in this party. Bundled up and being carried in Simon's arms is a tiny little lemon-headed baby sleeping soundly. A teeny little tuft of hair on top of his head. As this group is traveling in that same eerie silent mist that you guys have just traveled through, it's Lamin that breaks the silence first. His voice is tired. You see that the whole group he's traveling with is exhausted, that they've been traveling a long time in the mists. We have been trying for weeks, each time only being spit back where we started. We cannot continue this forever, Van Richten. But Van Richten stands tall and proud and looks at Lamin. And yet we must continue to try, old friend. The child is innocent, and yet his entire bloodline is hunted. We are all this boy has right now, and getting a member of his bloodline to the material plane could prove to be invaluable in the times ahead. We must continue trying, even if it means traveling blindly through these mists for months. We must keep going, and we must prevail, old friend. And keep going they do, this tired group. They keep traveling the mists, trying to get little baby Merlin to the material plane and then suddenly during their travels the myths around this group change from being eerily silent to violently loud from nowhere howling winds begin to violently swirl the myths around this group you see tendrils of mist slamming into them trying to push them backwards blow them away to disappear into the mist entirely the mists trying so hard to stop this group. But all of them simply lean forwards. They brace themselves against this sudden myth storm. Baby Merlin starts to cry loudly. Simon adjusts to where he's now kind of carrying Merlin against his shoulder with one hand, trying to shield both himself and this baby from the strange change in the mists. And then on the outskirts of the storm, you can see familiar shadowy figures start to whoosh by. The same size and shape of those bat-like creatures you all fought in the mists. But there's three of them circling around in this storm, threatening to close in on this group. Van Richten pulls a sword out of his cane and he looks around worried. 
Liam and Venari's eyes start to quickly scan the area's bone club held at the ready. Van Richten at this point has to yell to be heard over this tornado of mist swirling around them. As this has never happened before. The mists have never tried this hard to stop us. Stay close and do not stop. You travel like this for a few more minutes. Merlin's crying, really the only thing easily heard over the screeching winds. Lamon, Van Richten, and Simon all position themselves to protect this baby as best they can. And then Lamon points off in the distance, where you can just barely see one single path slowly opening up in the mists. This is it, then. Clear your minds, old friends. And Van Richten proudly adjusts his collar, stands up straight despite the exhaustion in his eyes, and he turns his back to his group to look out at the mists in defiance. Do not let these shadowy figures distract you from your goal. Do not let the winds of this storm push you back. Fill your mind with thoughts of home, Lamin Venari. Think of nothing but your tests and your split port, Simon Hyber. Think not of the things behind you, but only the path ahead. He looks back over his shoulder towards Lamin and Simon. It has been a true honor, gentlemen. And with that, it becomes very clear that Rudolf Van Richten is about to take a stand and protect the back line by himself. Both Lehman and Simon immediately start to argue, and he cuts both of them off before they get a full word out. It's clearly there's no time for arguing. Even if we did, in the end you'd both realize that I am right. I have never been to the material plane. I have no frame of reference in my mind. My thoughts will do nothing but diminish your chances of success. My fate is with the same gods that I pray will guide your path. Now go. And as much as Lamon and Simon want to argue, they know Van Richten is right. There's no time to stop and figure out a better plan. There's these flying horrors closing in. The mists are howling. They're trying to literally push this group back and into the mists themselves, into danger. But across from that, the path is that this path is forming ahead. The time has come to think of the material plane. It is, the time has come for these people to vote. And with a look of defeat on their faces, Lamin and Simon turn away from Rudolf Van Richten. And they start to walk down the path in the mists that will hopefully take them and baby Merlin to the material plane. They don't make it ten feet down this path before Lamin stops and makes a stand of his own. He looks at Simon, he looks back ten feet away to where Van Richten's already yelling into the mists. His sword cane is held high above his head, taunting those flying horrors, screeching around him. And Lamin just looks over at him and says to Simon... He is as talented of a fighter as any of us, but he will die. It does not take two sets of hands to carry a child. I stay. But it's Simon 
who lets out a very, very long sigh, puts his hand on Lambin's shoulder. As you're right, it don't take two of us for this part, old friend. Van Richten will die by himself. But I'm right too when I say that out of the three of us, you stand the best chance of making it down that path alone. It's what you do, Lambin. And then Simon hands little baby Merlin over to Lambin. He unbuckles the great sword from his back. And in their parting moment, Lambin tells Simon that once baby Merlin is safe, he'll do everything he can to seek out Tess and to let her know what happened to Simon. And for what seems like a very long moment amid this violent storm, this tense situation, Simon pauses hard to think about that offer, shakes his head no. Don't you dare take that away from me, Lamond Venari. I'll tell her myself. This two exchange a knowing nod, and Lamond Venari watches Simon go take a stand against these flying whores with Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. As he travels down the path, keeping Merlin close against his chest, Lamond watches the mists start to close behind him until he can just barely see the shapes of his old friends. He tries to put those thoughts away and think only of home. But over his shoulder in the back, you can hear the screeching of those bat things. You can see flashes of light through the mists as Van Richten is casting spells left and right. Occasionally, a little pocket of mist kind of opens up from the force of Simon's greatsword swings. It's an epic battle taking place over his shoulder, but Lamin Venari just keeps walking down this path he prays will take him and Merlin to the material plane. And we all know he must have made it, and we all know that Simon and Van Richten must have won that battle. But up to this moment, Lamin Venari has had no choice but to just live his life wondering what happened to his friends that day. But thanks to you guys, he finally knows. And despite the fact that I'm sure I just answered a lot of questions, I'm sure there's plenty of new ones that we'll get to next week. Holy shit. Mm. Uh, See you next week. Oh, Oh, Jesus.